Blog Talk Radio. Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense. Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Coming into this Gregorian New Year, 
And December 31st, we're going to gather together Thursday night, and we're going to listen what God is going to say about 2021. What I'd like to do is go back to the year 2020 last year and listen to the prophetic words that were spoken then. And, you know, most of the time, the things that people share, whether they are, you know, one-minute sharings or 10-minute sharings, most of the time what people share, there's some resemblance of what they've said in the year that we've just gone through. In other words, when people are praying and asking and seeking God for a message for what may be ahead, we know that the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, will reveal things to come. The Holy Spirit will reveal things to come. So we're not looking for prognostications and all of that. We're looking for Holy Spirit leading, Holy Spirit guiding, so that we can further prepare ourselves and equip ourselves for what is coming down the pike. We already have concluded that we are the generation, at least it certainly does appear, that we are the generation that is fulfilling all end-time Bible prophecy. So as far as living in the last days, the end times, to us, there is no doubt about it. It may seem or sound a little bit arrogant for us to think that we're the final generation after 2,000 years of such a rich history of what's gone on in the church age. To think that we're the final generation may sound a little out there on the fringe. Maybe others have said the same thing along the way. Nevertheless, we believe there are some Bible prophecies that have been fulfilled concerning the last days that have never been fulfilled before. And you know what we're talking about. We've been there a thousand times. We're talking about Bible prophecy like Israel becoming a nation within this final generation. We're talking about the fig tree putting forth her branches. When you see the fig tree putting forth her branches, know that it's at the door. And so we saw Israel put forth its branches, and Israel in Scripture is known as a fig tree. And so we saw the coming forth of a nation out of 1,900 years of obscurity and scatteredness, and here she is. That and technology rising and travel, all of these are signs that our generation has been exponentially accelerated into end-time Bible prophecy. It's phenomenal when you really stop back and look at it. But now we're looking within the context of a generation, which is 70 years, and if by strength 80, Israel is 72 years old today, and we know that we're in that part of the, the final part of a generation. And what we have witnessed since 1948 has been nothing short of absolutely amazing, both in the ways of God and a, a lot in the negativity. Our entire nation has been transformed in one generation from a moral righteous, God-thought, God-centered nation to a very wicked, blasphemous generation. We have been changed. We don't know our history. We don't understand. We think it's always been this way. And we know, most of us that grew up within this generation, that that is not the truth. So what is it that we are going to be looking at as we come into the year 2021? Well, I have some thoughts and am praying and asking God to be gracious to us and Holy Spirit to reveal what is coming in this Gregorian New Year, what we call 2021. And when you connect it to the, the, the time frame in the 
Hebrew calendar, that's also an amazing time frame that we're in. So, but what do we look forward to? We are looking forward to this Thursday evening. And what we want to do is we want to put this gathering on YouTube and on Facebook as we do our Saturday and Sunday services. And we want to allow the word in our house to go forth to the ends of the earth. Because I believe that God is going to bring forth a witness and a testimony for what shall be. And I believe that our house, New Wine Ministries, has been very useful and effective for the Lord's purposes in declaring what shall be. We are now living in a time that we predicted by the Spirit of the Lord years ago. And many people probably just go on and don't remember and forget and all of that. We have not forgotten. We believe that God's Spirit has spoken, and we are exactly where he said. Things look a little bit different. They don't seem to have all lined up perfectly, but judgment has hit our land. We have just gone through almost a, what, 10 months of a coronavirus, a China virus, a COVID-19, businesses lost, shutdowns, a wild election uh, proving to be violent and most likely going to become more violent. So we, we have predicted these things. And so we're asking Holy Spirit to reveal more to us. So this Thursday night, as we gather at 8 p.m., Thursday night at 8 p.m., we will gather and we will begin to bring forth the word of the Lord. And there are many people in the house that have spoken and their words have come to pass. So we're inviting everybody at New Wine Ministries to have a prepared message. Then, if on Thursday evening, the spirit of the Lord is poured out on somebody or some people and they just begin to prophesy, so be it. We desire to hear the word of the Lord. Now, one of the things that I believe are going to take place in 2021. And again, nothing new, just a thought. I believe through prayer, Holy Spirit, a little bit of a download. And I feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to lay this forth today for you. It's certainly for me. And so for us, just a little preview of what perhaps God is showing is going to be in the very near days ahead. We're talking today is the 29th of December, I think. So, again, we'll be home on Thursday for the the gathering together. So, today, what I want to share is, number one, the conflict that is coming. I believe that the year 2021 is going to be a year of spiritual battles probably more intense and many more of them than we've ever experienced before. I liken what is 2021 to be the labor pains accelerating. We always, we know that a woman in travail has labor pains and we know that those labor pain pains come at different times. And the closer a woman gets to birthing, the travail becomes more intense. And there's also a rapidity that happens, an acceleration. There's more pangs coming one after the other. And while we've seen an acceleration of things in the last couple of years take place, and we have saw where that acceleration took us, I believe that 2021 is going to be a year of spiritual conflicts 
spiritual battles, personal and corporate and national and global. All right, take it to every level. Your personal life is under going to is going to undergo spiritual battles. You're going to have to fight the good fight of faith like everybody else. All your brothers, all your sisters are going to be going through the same thing. This reminds me of what Peter wrote and said, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial that is to try you as though some, some strange thing has happened unto you. He said, but your brethren around the world are undergoing the same trial of affliction. So you need to enter into 2021, I believe, with a mindset, whatever's going to go on in my life, I'm not the only one. Whatever troubles I face, whatever afflictions I have to endure, whatever battles I have to fight, I know that my brothers and sisters are accomplishing the same battle. They are going through the same thing. So I'm not going to become um, uh, other-mindedness. I don't want, it's not about other people except praying for my brothers and my sisters and the members and the family of God, the body of Christ, that if I'm going through something, they're going through something, one of the ways I'm going to escape what I'm going through, one of my weapons, is to pray for others. So that is part of this. But I want to, to just say again, the year 2021, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial that is to try us. Don't be afraid of the spiritual battles. Why? Well, while 2021 is going to become a year of spiritual warfare for the individual, let me say it one more time, the individual, the family, the local assembly, okay, nationally and globally, there will be battles fought in the global sense, the national sense, the local sense, and the personal sense, and then another layer of spiritual warfare likened unto Revelation chapter 12, where Michael and his angels fought with the devil and his angels. I believe there's going to be a spiritual battle in the second heavens that are most likely going to dethrone Satan and his demons out of that secret realm of the second heaven, and that the devil is going to be cast onto the earth, like Revelation 12 says. And he's going to come and make landfall when he's struck down on the earth. The Bible says he will awaken with fury because he knows that he has a short time. So there's going to be a spiritual battle. And I know there's, these battles have already existed. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying the intensification, like a woman in travail, and the acceleration of these, the rapidity of these pangs, we are coming into it in 2021, major, big time. And those five layers, the spiritual realm, second heaven war, the global, the national, the local, and the personal. That's what you need to start thinking. And as you enter into 2021, don't go, oh, my God, I'm so amazed at what's going on. I can't believe it. Boy, I thought last year was bad. Don't go there. Just understand God is revealing things that are before us, things that are before you as a believer in Jesus Christ. You are not the same as an unbeliever. The unbeliever is going to get caught into the snare. They're going to have a delusion on them. They're going to believe lies. They're going to go along with whatever the world tells them. That's not your reality or my reality. Your reality and my reality is to look through the biblical lens at the signs of the times and to really acknowledge what's going on. So, 2021, conflict, woman in travail, acceleration of labor pains, intensification of the pains, a more intense spiritual battle is about to rage. But don't be afraid. 
God has a plan. God has an equipping for your life. He's going to show you how to enter into this. These are the downloads right now that you want to get under your belt. You want to get this and, and, and bring this into you closely. And then I believe on Thursday night, from the plethora of individuals that will bring forth the revelation of the Spirit about what's coming, I believe it's going to be an amazing time, I truly do, of getting equipped for the battle. So with that being said, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial and intensification of labor pains from the second heaven all the way down to our personal battle in our soul, everything is going to another level of war. And it's because of the times that we're in. 2021 is bringing us closer to the end. So I want to begin a Bible study to equip us. This is what I hear the Lord saying. Okay, this is what I hear God saying. And I want to read out of 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And I want to read the heart of the Apostle Paul as he addresses the church at Corinth. And he's addressing you and I today. So let that apostolic anointing take hold in your life right now. Let that apostolic anointing that the Apostle Paul is going to bring forth, let it saturate and seep into your spirit, into your heart. Let your soil of your heart be good. Let it be broken up and fallow. Don't let these words fall on hardened soil. That would be treacherous for all of us. We're asking God for a softening of the heart, a plowing of the heart, right, so that our good soil is ready to receive. Here's what Paul says. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent and bold towards you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Powerful words. For though we walk in the flesh, said Paul, we do not war after the flesh. Now, I want you to get the spiritual confidence when it comes to dealing with demonic presence, okay? Because Paul is going to start talking about the, the weapons of our war against anything that seeks to undermine the purpose and calling of God in our lives, whether it's in the second heaven, global, national, local, personal, whatever. Watch the confidence now that Paul has, and he's wanting to impart that confidence to the righteous elect. Okay, this is what he wants to do. He wants to get something into your hands, and here's what he says in verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh. Now, there were people that were in the church of Corinth that were seeking to undermine Paul's authority. They were seeking to somehow belittle him in very tiny little ways to make people think less of him and his calling, his anointing. Paul was a very passionate man, a very jealous man for the church. And when people started to undermine his ministry, he knew what it was. And he, that's what he was talking about. He's talking about, I'm going to show up and I'm going to be dealing with people in the spirit. I'm going to begin to lose some weapons of people that are trying to undermine the work in the ministry. That's a tough call, but it gets more intense than that. Paul says, for though we walk in the flesh, in other words, we have a flesh body. You have a flesh body. You're physical. I'm physical. We all have flesh bodies, right? For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. 
Amen. For the weapons of our warfare. Now take this to every level, spiritual, global, national, local, personal. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not carnal weapons. They are not physical weapons. But the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, again, think about it. The second heaven. The devil has a mighty, powerful stronghold. There's a stronghold in global politics, in globalism. There's a stronghold of the devil in globalism. There's a stronghold of the devil in our nation right now. The devil has taken a stronghold upon our nation. There's a stronghold at the local level where the ecclesias are battling it out with powers of darkness. There's a stronghold that the devil has built up in in local assemblies and in cities and in townships and in states. He's got a stronghold there. There are strongholds against and within our own lives. So we do not deny that there are strongholds that the devil has. Maybe the devil has a stronghold on some area in your life, maybe in my life. Maybe he's been holding strong and holding back and resisting and fighting against the purpose and calling of God in your life. It's a possibility. And if the devil has a stronghold, Paul says, listen now, he says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So we have weapons to pull down strongholds, mighty strongholds of the devil, powerful strongholds of the devil. We are equipped. We have weapons. Do you know your weapon? I want to talk a little bit about the weapons of our warfare in just a moment. But these weapons also have the power. The weapons are weapons, are spiritual weapons. We have the power, in verse 5, casting down imaginations. Wow, where is that? From the second heaven? You remember in the days of Noah, every man's uh, thoughts were wicked continually. The thoughts of his heart, the imaginations of his heart. Where did they emanate from? Where did this darkness, where did these evil imaginations come from? The devil, the evil spiritual realm, the impartation, like in Sodom and Gomorrah, their actions created an environment. Their actions in Sodom and Gomorrah created an atmosphere, an atmosphere and environment created by the wicked caused righteous Lot to walk through the land with his soul being vexed every day by the filthy conduct of the wicked. So wherever there's demonic activity among men, when men sin, demons enter in, atmospheres and environments are created, and the righteous that dwell in it are vexed by the filthy conduct of the wicked that are there wherever they live. Now, this filthy conduct of the wicked is growing all over the world. It's manifesting, and mankind is once again copulating. It is intermingling with the demonic spirits. Evil, demonic, wicked spirits are coming against the church because first they've infiltrated the world. Now they're involved in everything in the world. Now the world is bracing under the demonic leadership of Satan to make war with God to make war with the saints, to make war with the church, the ecclesia of God. 
And that war to, to the devil is a very powerful war. It's full of en- hatred, enmity, violence. I mean, this is the devil's wrath that is coming against the ecclesia. But that doesn't change the fact that you and I and the church globally have been given weapons to not only pull down strongholds, but to cast down imaginations of fear, of defeat, of terror. You see, the imaginations that somehow the church loses, the, 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 the devil wins, that'll never happen. You need to settle this in your mind, in your imagination. But there's more. Wickedness is prevalent everywhere. You've got to protect your mind. You and I must be diligent to watch over our thoughts, watch our hearts. We need to rebuke everything and anything that's trying to war against us because if you're quiet about it and you just let it go, it'll start building up. You need to know when you fail, and you need to know that failure turned inside out is success. You need to know when you're wrong. You cannot operate in pride. None of us can. We cannot operate in the flesh because there's no strength in the flesh. So when we do, there's only one right thing to do. Get up, confess, get back in the spirit, get back in the walk, get back in the journey. You do not want to stay down with what's coming down the pike in 2021. A great conflict is coming. A deep, intense spiritual battle is getting ready to rage. And a a demonic that is very confident, probably as confident as Goliath was, when he was going out to fight little David. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. So Paul goes on to say, not only do our weapons cast down imaginations, but every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So the weapon we have, the weapon we have, we're going to discover our weapons here in just a moment, but the weapons we have not only pull down strongholds, not only cast down imaginations, but also cast down every high thing that exalts itself the knowledge of God. So what is it that contends with you or me or in the nation or the globe? What is it that's contending? Well, in the second heaven, the devil is contending with Michael and the archangel and and all his angels. We know that. There's a contending in the heavens for power, for authority. Now, the angels know their power and authority by God. That's why they whoop the devil's behind any, they thrust them onto the earth. But the church needs to know its power and authority when this devil comes. And what we should be doing is exercising the judgment upon this fallen foe, this beaten demonic force. But if he gets into your head and makes you believe he's bigger, he's better, he's going to win, he's terrifying, he's going to, he's going to whoop you. You can't afford for that to You can't step into a ring as a boxer, as a fighter, knowing that your enemy is going to knock you out. That's not going to be a very good day, right, in the ring. So we need to know that the angels are battling. They beat the devil. We know that in Revelation 12. Cast them out of that realm. They come to earth, and we ought to be pouncing all over them, unfortunately, because of false doctrine, unfortunately, because all these things that are happening, the seductions and the deceptions, We are concerned that the church, beginning with ourselves, that we are ready for such a battle, that we have to get equipped to understand. So again, Paul says, we pull down strongholds, we cast down imaginations, and we cast down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. 
If it doesn't line up with the word of God, it's not from God. If, it, if, you're, feel, if you're hearing these demonic thoughts of not worthy uh, and you're still caught up in condemnation, guilt, shame, what of two things? Either you are guilty because you have sinned against the Lord, and if you could feel guilt and compunction, praise God, because now you can confess and repent and get on with the business of the kingdom. Or if you're just doing the best you know how and you're not doing anything you know, but you're still feeling guilty, ashamed, and condemned, that's the devil has a stronghold in your soul. And he built up that stronghold long ago, but you have not yet allowed for the blood and the work of Jesus Christ and the cross to undo that affliction. So you have to let go of the past. It's always terrifying to me. Every once in a while, I give my testimony, and man, I don't want to, I don't even want to do anything for six months. I, I really don't enjoy giving my testimony anymore. But once in a while, God says, do it to encourage people that think that they'll never make through. But after what, I'm done, man, I don't want to talk about it. I want to leave it alone, go on, and just know, because God is one in my life. But when I hear people all the time, I mean all the time, they're always talking about their past experiences. I'm terrified. As a pastor, I'm terrified. I want to say, shush. I want to say, be quiet. Shut up. Shut that mouth of yours. Let that tongue in your mouth that keeps drawing out of the poison of your past be silenced. But, you know, a lot of people get offended by that. But it needs to be said if you want to save their souls. And too many people are caught up in their past. They kind of glory in it. They gloat in it somehow. And it's like they're feeding on it and they remain poisoned. They remain defeated. They remain beat up because they're giving life to it. They've not allowed the blood to bury it and the cross to slay it. They're not walking in the newness of life and the victory that God has for them. That's got to stop. You won't be able to bring that into 2021. None of us will. Whatever our flaws have been, don't excuse them now and say, well, I'm going to take my flaws into 2021. No way. We shouldn't be taking our flaws into today, let alone the year ahead of us. Don't do it. Get it dealt with. Do something about the flaws. Get things fixed. Pull down strongholds. Cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Deal with it. That's what the church, the true ecclesia, is going to be dealing with in the year ahead. Intrinsic inward cleansing. Dealing with demonic strongholds. False imaginations. Ideas about things that are not true. That are actually not consistent with the word of God. These are the areas of battle. Paul goes on, and he says that we are to take every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into captivity, okay? We are also to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Listen, every thought has to be brought into captivity, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Every thought that undermines the purpose of God, the word of God, it has to be brought into captivity under the obedience to the obedience of Christ. If there's a thought that's troubling you about you, if there's something, maybe an accusation against your soul, if you live with an accusation in your mind and you just learn to live with it, but you've never taken that thought, that accusation down 
and brought it to the cross and dealt with it in a spiritual way, striking it with the blood of Jesus Christ, rebuking it and going to war with it. It may take a few days. It may take a few minutes. It may take a few hours. It may take a few weeks or a few months, maybe a few years, depending on the depth of that stronghold and that thought that was planted in your mind as a hook to snag you. When things are going well, the devil snags you and he brings you back into old territory. It's time to take authority over this demonic activity. You do not want to go into 2021, neither do I, with this stuff in operation. So let's see. Is there a way? What's the answer? Bring your thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness. Man, when you do this, when we deal with these issues, with these strongholds, with these imaginations, with these high-sounding ideas that are not from God, when we do these things, bringing every thought into captivity, now we stand in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. Wow. Our obedience must be fulfilled in order to revenge and execute righteous judgment upon the powers of darkness that we are going into battle with. But I want you to notice something, right? Let me just shift a little bit. Maybe some of you have thought this way before. Maybe you haven't. It's very strong in my personal impressions. In the Old Testament, we find these incredible stories, don't we, of men and women or Israel going to war with physical enemies. I mean, let's just bring a few examples I was thinking about. Samson, remember the story of Samson? Samson used the jawbone of an ass and took out over 1,000 people. One man took a jawbone of a donkey that was dead laying on the ground. He took that and he went to war with over 1,000 people and whooped them. Now, what I'd like to do is look at that physical example and draw a spiritual reality. One man could put a thousand to flight, two, ten thousand. You, as the one individual, the one man, if a thousand demons came against you. Now, remember the man with the legion of demons? They were said when Jesus met him on the, the island of the Gadarenes, he had over 2,000 demons in his soul. I mean, that's insanity, right? Well, if a thousand demons came against you, you have weapons, okay? Uh, Samson used the jawbone of a donkey. You have a weapon that will rout because you have a better covenant with better uh, uh, promises and you have better weapons, believe me. But I want you to think for a moment. Samson, a jawbone, kills a thousand people that came against him, enemies. How about David? Young David uses five smooth stones to take down a giant. Think about it. The weapon that David knew were his stones. He practiced them. He rehearsed them. We know that Samson knew how to fight. He was a fighter. He was a strong man. Both of them had what? What did they have in common, David and Samson? Probably the same thing that Joseph had. What was Joseph's weapon in his battle? Joseph's weapon was his integrity. When Joseph was being lied about and being accused of doing something he didn't do, 
when he was envied by his brothers, when when his brothers were sick with jealousy against him, well, his weapon was his integrity. He did not cave into them. He did not give into them. Oh, he went through some experiences, and he had to deal with forgiveness in his heart for what they did against him, but he saw the glory of God in it. But what was his weapon? Integrity. What about Jacob? Jacob used a weapon as well. His weapon, as I understand it, was his determination. Remember, he fought with an angel all night long. He wrestled with that angel. Why? He was determined to not let that angel go until he blessed him. So in in Jacob's battle of being the conniver and to being the, the sly one and the supplanter in his old name, he wrestles with determination to get a blessing. And the blessing was a transformation of his name, which was a transformation of his inner parts. He became the, from the swindler to the prince having power with God. From Jacob, the serpent, the snake, to Jacob or to Israel, the prince having power with God. It was his weapon, though, of determination. Joseph's weapon of integrity. We look at David, his weapon of five stones. Samson's weapon of a jawbone. Gideon. His weapon was a plan to have 300 men with lanterns and to shout and break the lanterns and bring a light. That was his weapon in his time of battle. My point is this. What is your weapon? Paul the Apostle just said to every believer in Jesus Christ, every believer in Jesus Christ, you have a weapon to win your war with the powers of darkness. Whether they are a thousand that are coming against you, like against Samson, or whether there are five great nations coming against Jehoshaphat. What did Jehoshaphat do when he was told five massive armies were coming in the tens of thousands of warriors to destroy little Judah? He resorted to what? Prayer. He hit his knees and he prayed. Prayer is a spiritual weapon. Prayer is a very powerful spiritual weapon. It helps you to know what to do. It helps you to prepare to do what you know to do. It guides you. Prayer shows you how to handle situations. Prayer. So what did Jehoshaphat do? In in 2 Chronicles 20, he prayed. And then what happened after he prayed? The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the prophet, and he began to prophesy. You will not have to fight in this battle, for this battle is the Lord's. But what I want you to do is praise and worship and believe the prophets and believe the word of God, and you'll prosper and win. And what happens? That little tiny remnant whoops the daylights out of five armies without fighting. Why? Because God took that into his hands, and it was God's battle. But God intervened when prayer came forward. Your weapon this year, one of them, One part of your weapon is prayer. Your prayer life. Your prayer. Praying in the spirit. Praying in tongues. Rewriting. Let God write the script in your mind, in your soul, in your heart, so that you know what to do. You need to get on your knees. I need to get on my knees and pray. Pray, 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 pray. It's an effective spiritual weapon. And I tell you, when you pray, what do you get? The intelligence. God. You get the wisdom of God. You have the knowledge of God, the revelation of God, and that prayer will give you the answers. The problem is we have become a prayerless church. We have become a prayerless, spend more time complaining, more time conniving.
than we do praying for God to intervene and do what needs to be done. It is time to start praying again. Again, if we go into 2021 prayerless, without prayer, we will go in without power. We will go in without wisdom. We will go in with knowledge. And that's like stepping into a ring with Mike Tyson and you're just being you, not knowing how to fight, what to do, where to act. You're going to lose in a second. And I fear that the first three months of 2021 are going to take a whole slew of people out. I don't know how many believers are going to survive the first three months of 2021. But I have a sense that the fighter is going to come with an intention to knock people out in the first round. The first quarter of 2021 is most likely going to be one heck of a battle, a real spiritual battle. And you need to put on the full armor of God and get ready. You need to get your weapon. Another thing. Now, what is this about prayer? We could spend the next 10 years talking about prayer, but it's time to pray. It's time to hit our knees and pray. It is time to go into deep spiritual prayer. For what? What do I pray? You pray to navigate your life through the storm. You pray. You pray against those issues going on in your heart. You, you lift burdens. You cast cares. You pray for faith. You pray for hope. You pray for love, that your love will not wax cold. You pray to God. You seek God. You ask God, don't let my flight be in the winter. You break the silence of your soul. You speak the words of God in prayer. You go to your Father and you pray. You pray, and if you don't know what to pray, God gave you a Holy Spirit that you open your mouth in utterances, and you pray in the Spirit until you know what to pray. You pray for your church. You pray for your family. You pray for the ecclesia all over the world. You pray for strength. You pray for wisdom. You pray for knowledge. You ask God, what do I do in this situation? You pray. It doesn't have to be a formalized thing that we do on Sunday morning when the pastor is praying and we all say, amen. No. You pray, 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 pray. God bless the prayer warriors. Well, you do need to understand that when you begin to pray, you become a target against the powers of darkness. And you may say, well, I don't want to be a target. Well, then don't pray. But that's not going to help you in your battle in the days ahead. I guarantee it. But the fact remains, a praying man, a praying woman, until they pray through and walk in the ascendancy and the authority and the confidence and the faith that will that prayer will produce, on the way, you will be confronted to be turned away from prayer. You will be distracted at every level. You will be brought into conflicts so that you can't even think about praying. You've got to break through that, and only you can pray. Only you can talk to God if you want to. Only I can. Only you can. Without prayer, powerlessness, 2021, first round, knockout punches from the devil. Get ready. I believe it's coming. What was another thing that happened in all of these weapons of war? Well, praise God, Jehaziel spoke the prophetic word, and God's people got through. Also, another weapon, you know what it is, is fasting. Another part of your armor, your weaponry, is to fast. Fasting is an incredible weapon. But you have to be careful with fasting. You have to make sure your conscience and your soul are in alignment and agreement with the purposeful fasting that you're going to fast for. For example, 
if you're if you're having a major issue with something in your life personally and you just can't get through it, you can't you can't beat it. I would encourage you to fast for a period of time that you believe you should fast for, whether it's three days, whether it's three weeks, whatever it is, you fast with a specific goal in mind. I want to beat this. I'll tell you a story. Many, many years ago, I was trying to help another pastor out. And while I was there at about five in the morning, a witch came to me in my dreams and she cursed me with the F word and everything else. She cursed me. I woke up, I went on a 14-day fast to beat that thing, and it was done. That thing never returned again. A 14-day water fast, that which cursed the case my life was done. And so it's fasting will help you to engage. Now, when you're done fasting, you got to come off fasting with the joy of the Lord. You got to come off knowing. You know, Jesus went into the wilderness and did what? He was preparing for his ministry. The church should be preparing for a three-and-a-half-year ministry in the last days, right? That's what's coming in the Great Tribulation. So how did he begin? He went into the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights. Now, you know and I know that if you and I did nothing but drink water. Now, Moses didn't drink water or have food. Neither did Jesus. I don't recall if he had water or not. But if you and I just drank water for 40 days and 40 nights, you know we would be different people, right? You know we would be changed. Well, if you go before the Lord in a humble heart and say, Father, I'm dealing with an issue, and I, and I don't know what to do about it, and I'm just going to dedicate three days of fasting to you or seven days of fasting to you, and, Lord, I don't want to be cheap with it. I don't want to give up watching TV. You know, that's such a cheap cop-out. No, I want to do some other things, Lord. I want to deny myself, and I want to humble myself, and I want to get in there and get to this root issue in my life. And it's not about losing weight. None of that, Lord. It's just I'm dealing with an issue. Now, you couple prayer and fasting. What did Jesus say? This kind comes out with prayer and fasting. What we do a lot of times is we say, oh, man, this is a great idea. Prayer and fasting, powerful weapons. But then we don't do it. And that's not intelligent because we're delayed. The enemy knows. You need to wait till tomorrow. You need to wait till next week. You need to wait till, until what? Until things get out of control and it's too late? No. We need to get strong now. Fast for one day. Say, Lord, I'm bringing one day. I'm going to do nothing but drink water. And if I get one of those massive headaches from all the coffee that I drink, sorry, I, I just help me through it. I'm just going to drink water, 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 if that's what you need. I'm not putting guilt trips on you. I'm not putting, I really don't like fasting anymore. I did a lot of it, but I'm thinking probably it's time to do it again and really get in there and deal and prepare for what's coming. Get clearer vision, get an open mind to the things that God wants to reveal. Now, there are other testimonies, but what we're doing is looking at the weapon. We're conveying physical battles in the Old Testament. David, nearly Goliath. Is there a Goliath in your life? Well, globally, we know there's a Goliath. Nationally, there's a Goliath. Maybe in your church or your local assembly, there's a Goliath. Is there a Goliath in you? You've got to take him down with the spiritual weapons that God has given you. David, and, and, and look at this. David and Samson 
and Joseph, who used integrity for his weapon, Jacob, who used determination, Jehoshaphat, prayer, prophetic word, Gideon, strategy. They all had one thing in common, folks. They all had faith. They had faith, and their faith went to work. Their faith went to work. They didn't say they had faith and not do anything, waiting for God to do it. They took their faith, and they went to fight the battle that they were engaged in. And it's normally for the Christian the battle that the devil's bringing against your life. If you're struggling with an issue in your soul, it's from the devil. If you're struggling in your marriage, it's from the devil. If you're struggling in your finances, it's from the devil. If you're struggling in your health, it's from the devil. Every bit of it is from the devil. I'm tired of hearing people say, oh, they see a devil under every bush. No, we don't. We see 50 devils under every bush. You bet your bottom that we're in spiritual warfare. And another doctrine of demons is to forget about the spiritual warfare. Sorry, I got a little bit intense there for just a moment. So, they all had faith. You and I must have faith. It's a strong weapon. With faith, prayer, fasting. But what does the Word of God really say to us about the weapons of our warfare? We go again to that famous passage of Scripture about the full armor of God. And that full armor of God tells us exactly what we need to know. And it tells us what our armor is and our weapon is. And we're told in 1 Timothy, wasn't it? 1 Timothy or Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Man, if you don't have passionate stirring right now, I don't know what to say. You got to get stirred up. You got you to get stirred up. You mean you go into a ring, you got to get stirred up. You're going to go on the battlefield. In Iraq, you better be stirred up. You can't walk around lazy. And I'm telling you, 2021 is the year of spiritual conflict. It is a year at so many different levels that battles are going to rage. And unfortunately, a lot of those battles are going to be won by the powers of darkness. Honest to God, they are. I'm seeking to, to get you equipped and to get myself equipped to be one of those overcomers in the last days. I am, I am doing everything I know to do, and not because I have anything of myself, but I know this word, and I know what it's going to take, and maybe somebody will take serious what we're, be, what we're saying right now. So Paul says this in Ephesians. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Here's the instruction. God wants you to be strong in the Lord. Let your confidence be in the Lord. Let your security be in the Lord. Let your strength be in the Lord. And in the power of his might. So put your, your strength in God's power. That's it. You can't beat this thing. I can't beat this thing. I can do a few things because I have weapons and pray and fast. I can do that. That's not legalism. That's a good thing. But I could also direct my strength into God's power. My strength is in God's power. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be stand against the wiles of the devil. I believe 2021 will be the year of the wiles of the devil, the tricks, the schemes, the strategies to pull down ministers and ministries and saints of God. I think the devil is going to do some very strategic things to, to ruin ministries. 
He's going to use everything at his disposal. I believe this. I believe this. I mean, in the spirit realm, yes. In the global realm, yes. In the national realm, yes. In the local realm, yes. In the personal realm, yes. I believe there are going to be wicked strategies of the devil to bring a knockout punch to your health, to your finances, to your relationships, to every part of your life as a Christian. That's what the devil's coming for. He's been waiting a long time, setting things up for this moment. Are you ready? Are you ready? Well, here's how you get ready. You put on the whole armor of God so that you will be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. When did the church stop fighting these battles in the heavenlies? When did God say, wave a white flag? When did God say the battle was over a long time ago? The battle has never ended within the time frame of a church age. Since Christ resurrected and ascended to the right hand of God and poured out his spirit, the church has been engaged in spiritual battle from the beginning. And from generation to generation, warriors would fight and saints would battle. Satan would win and then Satan would lose. The ultimate success of those who kept their faith is that they have the ultimate victory in Jesus Christ, right? But there's, there's never been a ceasing of this battle. Satan has never given up on his battle. He is fighting against the church of Jesus Christ from generation to generation. And God is showing his wisdom and power and authority through a people called the Ecclesia who stand against the wiles of the devil in their generation and win and become the overcomers. They don't fall away. They don't let their love grow cold. They don't get into snares and traps because of offense and fear. They win. There have been winners in every generation, but many have lost their way. And in the last days, many shall depart from the faith. Many will apostate or defect from the truth. Many, Jesus said. Come on. We've got to get ready. 2021, spiritual battle, conflict. I'm telling you, Thursday night, at New Wine Ministry, you need to check out what's going to be said on New Year's Eve at 8 o'clock, YouTube, Facebook. We'll put it out there. We are inviting our house, every single person at New Wine Ministry Church that gathers together. We have asked them to bring forth a word, to get a prophetic word, a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, something from God, a scripture something that God just kind of put in their heart and we're going to hear every single part and we're going to get a whole. We're going to see a picture form from the many different waters. There, we, are the, we are many waters and from every river, every stream out of every person's heart will come the word of the Lord. This is super important. And I'm just giving you, I'm just laying down a little bit of what I believe 2021 will be for right now. It'll be a year of great conflict, and I'm showing you through the Word of God how to win, how to win, not through ideas of my psychology, not through yesterday's uh, successes, yesterday's manna. None of that's going to work. But here's what Paul says again. We've been battling and battling and battling, and it's against powers of darkness. Wherefore, for this reason, because you are in a spiritual battle. Maybe in your soul, maybe in wherever it is, it's your battle. Take unto you the whole armor of God, 
that you may be able to withstand. First, he said that you may be able to stand, right? That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Wow. Earlier, he said that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And now he's saying that you may be able to stand in the evil day. 2021, the evil day. I believe that this is what God is saying to us. Spiritual conflict. So put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. Having done all to stand. That's going to be required this year of every one of us. I hope that we're up to the task. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. All right? Here's the armor. Truth. Jesus Christ is the truth. Holy Spirit is the truth. Father God is the truth. The Word of God is the truth. The Bible is the truth. The Bible is the truth. The Spirit of God is truth. Yeshua is truth. You and I must gird around our innermost part. Our loins must be strengthened and belted up with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. You know what I think is going to be one of the strategies of the devil as we enter into 2021? I believe strong accusation is coming. I mean accusation that's going to try to divide churches, marriages, homes, families, and a nation. Yes, strong accusations. The accuser of the brethren that's in the second heaven that accused the brethren day and night. I believe accusation is going to come. Spiritual battle is going to come. Oh, my God, I could see it clearly in Revelation 12. That devil will be cast out. But you need to get the victory over accusation. Don't allow the accuser. How do you fight against him? You have having on the breastplate of righteousness. The way that you overcome accusation from people, their finger pointing, their criticisms, their judgments, is to allow the righteousness of God to prevail in your heart. You keep doing what is right as best as you know how to do it by the grace of God and the Spirit of God. And then if you feel that you haven't done something right, you confess it and you get right again. You, you fight against accusation with righteousness. Then you are to have your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I'm going to continue this on Facebook and YouTube, uh, Blog Talk Radio. We're going to be saying goodbye in just a moment. So for those of you that want to join us on YouTube or Facebook, if you can, go to New Wine Ministry TV on YouTube and Omega Radio on Facebook. So then he said, put on your feet, walk with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So we have truth, we have righteousness, and we have now peace. Walk in peace. Let peace be your umpire. This is a key to surviving the days ahead. Don't get into conflict. Try to avoid it. Suffer yourself to be wrong to keep peace where you can. Above all, in other words, above everything, take the shield of faith. Now we have a shield, more protection, more armor. 
And this is the shield of faith. I think we're going to have to stop right near there. I don't know if we're going to be able to go on. I'll, I'll find out in just a moment. God. All right. Good morning's here. So we have now the shield of faith. And what do you do with the shield of faith? With, with you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, all of them. So the shield of faith, okay, to quench the fiery darts, all of them, of the wicked. So faith, the devil shoots at you. He shoots at you. He slanders you. He accuses you. He, he's against you. He's warring against you. He's coming. You got the mind of Christ. You got your helmet of salvation. You've got the breastplate of righteousness. You're covered there. You have your belt buckle of truth. You know the truth against the deceptions, the seductions, and the lies of the devil. And now you have faith, and you're just it's, you're, you're walking with faith. Now, those fiery darts are falling by the side. Then he said, take the helmet of salvation. Got to cover your mind. Got to cover your mind. Got to put the helmet of salvation on. And then he brings up a weapon. Brings up one weapon. Now, these you could all say these are weapons, but they are armor. They are protections. Faith is a protection. Righteousness is a protection. Truth is a protection. The mind of Christ is a protection. Peace is a protection from anxiety, fear, worry, concern, doubt. Jesus said, do not get into that kind of an atmosphere in the last days. But he does say now, and the sword of the spirit. Hallelujah. The sword of the spirit. Of all the weapons we've talked about is no weapon like the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. The word of God. When you speak the word of God in any situation, it will pierce, it will slice, it will reveal the truth. Why? Because the word of God is a two-edged sword, sharper than a two-edged sword, right? That's what we get in Hebrews. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing asunder, dividing bone from marrow is a discerner of the intents of the thoughts of the heart. The word of God will bring light of all deception, whether it's in us or it's in somebody else. The truth will be the victor at the end of the day, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Use the word of God in every situation. And what does that require, by the way? Studying the Bible. Studying the Bible. One of the things that I feel is most important for my life right now, I've been reading this book for 38 years, 39 years, and we're coming up in a season, go back, and read and get the instructions. Go back to the Word of God. Go back, study Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the book of Acts, Romans, Corinthians 1 and 2. You know the rest, Galatians, Ephesians. And then you get into the Philippians, Colossians, First and Second Thessalonians, Timothy. No, read it again and get the instructions. That's what I feel is important. Very important. But the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, 
And then he says, praying always. Pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. That's a mouthful right there, and it's probably the most powerful thing that was said all morning. Let's read it again. He said, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, in your mouth, your mouth. Let your tongue draw out of the word of God. Let the, let the word of God be the well for your tongue. Get the word in your belly. Get the word in your spirit. Get it written in the walls of your soul, your mind, your brain. Get it in the forefront of your word, of your mind. And then he said, praying always. Don't stop praying, saints. Don't give up on praying. With all prayer and supplication in the spirit, which to me means, develop your tongues. Develop. Let yourself grow. Don't be saying, ba, 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 the rest of your life. I mean, a baby, can you see a 40-year-old going, mama, dada, mama, dada? Come on, develop in your language. Get a language in the spirit. A lot of people pray in the spirit. Listen how they pray in the spirit. Listen to the language of the spirit. Let your spirit grow. Pray always, right? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Then another instruction, watching. Too many of us haven't been watching. And so the enemy ambushes us. We're not watching. I don't know why we're not watching. We're tired. We're, we just don't want to go through another battle. We're just whatever. But that's not the way you're going to win in 2021. It's not the way I'm going to win in 2021. It's going to require prayer, fasting, watching. With what? It says watch. There into watching, there into with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Pray for the saints of God. Man, I was thinking about scriptural background stuff when it comes to relationships in the body of Christ. How Paul and I think it was Barnabas got into a sharp dispute. They split. I was thinking about the council in the book of Acts when they all got together and they were battling it out. Or how the two disciples' mother asked, I want my son here and there, and the other ten were indignant against them. And they were, they were, they were, there were so many problems. How Paul wrote to the church about all your conflict and your, your striving and your strife and your contention and your envy. Folks, that stuff just exists. It's always going to exist until it doesn't exist anymore. But you got to get through it. You got to get through the frustration you got to get through the anger. you got to get through this stuff. And if you give up, listen, if I give up in battling, I'm toast. Man, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. But I know if I keep battling, if I keep warring and I say to the devil, up your nose with a rubber hose or something like that, if I tell the devil, get thee hence behind me, I know if I keep pressing into my father, and I keep praying, and I keep doing what the Word of God says to do, I could have hope for my tomorrow. It may not be a happy moment today, but I could have hope for my tomorrow. I could trust the Lord and know that he's going to bring me through again. Come on, again. Now, 
praying with all supplication for the saints. And then Paul makes a plea for prayer for himself. Man, I love the word of God. Let me just recap everything we've talked about today, and then we'll get going. I believe on, well, let me just say it this way. Thursday night, a couple of nights, New Wine Ministry Ecclesia will be gathering together. Whosoever will. We're always a whosoever will church. But we're going to gather together not to go, yay, woo, we're here. No, we're gathering together to hear the word of the Lord. It's going to come through children. It's going to come through women, men. It's going to come through pastors and truck drivers. It's going to come through deacons. We're going to bring the word. What I asked our congregation to do, get ready for Thursday night. Get ready with a word from the Lord. If you go to New Wine Ministry and you're listening to this message right now, you press in and get the word of God. And come Thursday night, I know it's not easy to always get up and talk in front of people, but who cares? We're family, right? But we're going to speak a word every sector to the second heaven. I believe it. I believe it. God's going to give a word to the second heaven conflict, to the global conflict, to the national conflict, to the local conflict, to the personal conflict. I believe God's going to have strategies. I believe God's going to give words of wisdom and knowledge and revelation and tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophetic utterances. We're going to have a party for New Year's, but it's going to be a spiritual party. And I'm inviting those of you that don't belong to the house to tune in because you'll hear a word for you. I guarantee it. Now, the enemy may want to fight against it. Sorry, but that's it. Who cares? Get a word from God. And I don't care if, it, if, if you think, man, I don't get that. Just get a word and bring it forth Thursday night, 8 o'clock. We will have it computerized, televised, videoed, whatever you want to call it, so that we could share it with our friends and family that are connected to this ministry. If they're willing to change, they can. Thursday night, 8 o'clock. The year ahead in a preview, what I did here this morning, I believe is a preview of what, and it won't certainly be as long as it is right now, but what people will be doing Thursday night, giving what their sense is. My sense that I believe is from the Holy Spirit, 2021, conflict on all five levels, the first round or the first quarter, the knockout punch the enemy's going to come out swinging furiously. If you're not ready, you're going to get knocked out. Okay? We're trying to make us ready. Get, get everything right in your relationships. Bring everything before the Lord, your health, your finances, everything. Bring it before the Lord. Let God reign on it. Sanctify it. Purge it. Let God do something. Bring yourself before the Lord. Make sure you do what is right. Keep your attitude humble before all. Let others be better than yourself, but don't let those that think they're better take over. Ever, never do that. Don't ever. Get everybody down on the same ground. Walk in authority. Walk in alignment. Walk in the integrity, the determination. Have the jawbone of an ass or five foo smooth stones. But more than that, your weapon of the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be niceties. It's not. 
going to be a smooth road unless you have prayed through, fasted through, obeyed through, operated in what God has given to make it to that pathway in the wilderness that God has prepared for those who love him to walk right through and endure to the end of the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth. The coming conflict is real. Lord willing, we'll have an opportunity to talk about it tomorrow. I'm Pastor Vince. Got to go. Shalom, everybody. We love you. Remember, everybody. Jesse, I see you out there. I know the word of the Lord is in you. Sarah, I know the word of God is in you. I know that there is in Laquita the word of the Lord. Get that word. Bring it forth. Miriam and Phil, the word of the Lord is in you. And every person else out there right now, Callie, the word of the Lord is in you. The word of the Lord is in the members of the house of God at New Wine Ministries. Bring it out to encourage and to strengthen and to build up and to help equip the body of Christ. Don't think that you have a secondary word, that the pastor's words are more important than your. Heck no. Some guy by the name of Jahaziel. Nobody ever heard of him before. Nobody ever heard of him afterwards. He's the guy that had the prophetic word that led the whole army of Judah into victory. There is no insignificant member in the body of Christ. Well, for me, I got to get back on the road. I'm somewhere deep in the heart of Texas, I think, or at the very end of Arizona. I don't know, don't know exactly. was driving a lot. I look like I've been driving a lot. But besides that, it's time for me to go. Take what I said. Pray about it. Really pray. And I'll see you tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless you. Shalom.